Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I owe me a pasta pasta. Stop, girl, why do I drink until I get Drink and rave till I'm on in like my girl. Center, 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 center. Have a top stand. You know who this is. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Relationship Pasta Pasta. Thank you very much for joining us. We're very happy to have you today. It's a special day for two reasons. One, it's our um, final episode of season two. Aww. And um, yeah. And two, I am not even going to hitch. Glad bag boss, in honor of our friend, co host, and author. Author. And Henry, um, today's <laughs> episode is going to um, steal a little bit from her um, her newest um, Venture. baby um, that's been manifested, and we're going to share with you later. Um, but in honor of it, I'm gonna I've organized um, this episode as a three course meal experience, right? <laughs> okay. And so, um, we go eat everything. Everything will Ooh. be left. Um, in our stomach and out here talking with you guys and we will have no leftovers, right? We're going to really just um, delve in. So we're going to start with appetizers and we're going to talk a little bit about books and movies that we've enjoyed recently um, and they left some impression on us. So it could be something good, bad, in between, light, joyful, deep, serious. We're going to just talk about kind of what we've um, been exposed to recently and um, share a little bit of that with you. Then we're going to move to the main course. Um, so we're going to introduce you to Madame Carey's new book or new West book, because it's the first of what we hope will be many. Um, yeah, and then um, we'll move to the dessert, um, which will be our usual takeaway. Um, so we're going to leave you with a little sweetness um, to cap off the episode and the season um, of RPP. Um, so delve in and join us. Um, but before I dive in, I'm going to do our audio roll call. So, Mish. You're. Soph. Right here. And hello, co-host of honor. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. Well, hopefully I don't embarrass you today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're proud. What can we say? I'm just, I'm kidding. So let's dive in. And um, I'm going to ask you to think about something you've read or watched recently, um, something that mm -hmm. you've enjoyed or just really disliked, like it really left an impression. You found it hilarious, touching, annoying. It opened your eyes. Um, tell us what it was and kind of why it kind of was so impactful. Um, so I guess I'm going to randomly go. I'm going to go with Sophie. Well, the guest of honor today had me watching this movie on Netflix, Behind <laughs> Her Eyes. I don't know if oh, you guys have seen it. It's a Netflix eight-series um, special. And let me just tell you, if you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what I want to tell you if you should see it or don't see it. <laughs> but that movie really, really left um, me having so many emotions. Like I feel like I, I, I literally went through every single emotions while watching that movie to the point where I even had a lesson on it with my kids. I, I did an entire wow. lesson <laughs> on that movie. And the theme that I taught there was to learn how to mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, 
legit. That was legit. Save your thing and mind your business. Not everybody wants to be saved. Not everybody wants to be fixed. Some people just have to go through their go through while they're going through it. And when they finish going through it, then they'll get through it. You know, it's just that yeah. word. Truly, after the pressure, I'll be to this day. Every time I think of the ending, I'm just like, I did not expect you to say that. Can I just tell you how I'm a coward and I watch that um, series as well. Um, So I don't watch anything that's even remotely scary. And this is not horror scary. It's like a psychological thriller scary. Right. And let me tell you something. I wouldn't watch it by myself. That's scary. (laughs) I'm afraid. I'm like, people got to watch it with (laughs) me. Um, but you know what? You really did. That is the crux of that show. Mine, I, the whole time I was like to the girl, yeah. really now? Really now? You're so invested? I'm like, why are you so invested? Why yeah. are you so, I don't understand. So, so even, though, even though I'm scared of it, I think that's a great suggestion and I actually would recommend people watch it, even though I'm scared of it because this, I actually watched it a second time and the perspective <laughs> is so different because you know now. So now right. you're like watching and you're like, so I think it's almost mm-hmm. worth two watches if you can, you know, like, yeah, that's a good one. That's true. Um, that's true. Mish? Um, so, you know, I'm extra. So I kind of have two things. I am, child. It's okay. I'm working on this. Um, I love this. I love this. So I have two suggestions. One is a book that um, I am reading, um, and it's called The Memo. I don't, I've gotten a lot, a lot of it. I've read a lot of it, but I haven't finished. Um, and I keep going back to parts that are interesting to me. Anyway, it's by a woman um, named Minda Hart. Um, and it's about, um, let me see if I can read a piece of this because I don't really want to tell you. Anyway, so it says she rejects the one size fits all approach of business advice books and offers the critical guidance women of color need to get ahead from cultivating a diverse network to navigating office politics to negotiating for the salary you, do, you deserve. She provides your actionable toolkit and pep talks for addressing inequities head on. Anyway, so hmm. it's really just her um, approach to um, how she got where she got um, and gives you some insight um, into shaking the table, I guess, um, and how you can even be invited to the table. Um, I think the part that got me hooked into it is that her like career purpose is very, very, very similar to mine. Um, her aim really is to like catalyze equity for women of color. Um, and I think it's very similar for me, except I want to strike out women of color and put people in the Caribbean diaspora. So overall, that is my aim. Um, and I've realized that I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out, as you guys know, my purpose. Um, and I've talked about this before and trying to figure out what my career purposes, like how can I intertwine my purpose with my career? And I think it's very similar. And so I'm kind of like taking pieces out of it, uh, reading here and there and, you know, taking information as I go, but it's really good. It's really insightful, um, very informative. So I like it. Anyway, next thing is, and the reason I said I I was being extra is because I just watched High on the Hog um, and it's brings two pieces together on Netflix and it brings two pieces together because it's kind of like a documentary, but like a limited series documentary on Netflix. And it goes through the history of food um, as it ties to where we come from, Africa and, um, you know, how that plays out. And I think that's good to bring up because we did the Juneteenth episode and they did a whole episode on like Juneteenth and like where that comes from. And there are lots of things. I mean, I live in Texas and I didn't even know there, we see cowboys all the time. I talk about this all the time. You're driving through the hood, literally in like near Houston, like on the outskirts of Houston, we driving through the hood and then you buck up a 
like a ranch with horses and cowboys and then you keep on going and it's more hood and you're like what the? this is Houston yeah. Mm. yeah this this is Texas so I mean I don't I I'm not really uh, familiar with all these things but they talk about all these things in the in the documentary well you know the the guy who does it um and but he bases it all on food like it just centers around food and I think for two reasons why I wanted to bring that up is one, because I, one of my purposes is to make sure that I'm more informed about um, Blacks in America and the history of Blacks in America. And two, because Carrie's book is all also about food and how that ties in. And literally, it's like the same concept. I was, I was watching it and I was like, it's Carrie's book. I know. Give up for that now. It's all about food. I wanted to lick my screen, and that's like Carrie's book. I'm, I was like, I'm sorry, Oxtail, where I wanted to lick the book. Anyway, that is it. That's all I have to say. As I said, extra, keep moving, keep moving. People. That's not extra at all. I really like the book suggestion because it's really like it sounds edifying. And it, one of the things you, you, you mentioned that certainly. I always feel like I need is like learning how to advocate for self at work. It's really yes. like, um, yeah. my brain is telling me all the things and I'm trying to figure out how best to say them, how to filter it, what's okay, what's not. Um, yep. And then sometimes when moments pass, I'm like, did I not represent for myself? Like I needed to have represented for myself. You <laughs> <Yep>. know, like, <laughs> so I think it sounds like a necessary book um, yeah. for people at yeah. all like stages of um, yeah. their career. And then... I want to say I only watched one episode of High on the Hog. It's so funny how our stuff overlaps. I'm going to see if my stuff overlaps with Carrie too when she, when she talks. But I did watch one episode and I was like, snaps for them defining yam. They overdefined yes. yam. They were yam hill upon yam hill. In yep. <laughs> they were like, this is not yam. This, this is, is sweet yam. potato. This is yam. So my friends would be like, okay. yes, this is yam. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know okra originated from Africa. I love. Nicole. I don't know that I knew that either, but yeah, the, the way is, they're I able like, to do all that thing, those things, I was like, I kind of want to go cook some okra now. I'm like, yeah, mm. I'm, so good. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it for sure. For it's sure. really good. Oh, How many seasons were there? It's just four episodes, and they're like 45 minutes each. Um, four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's four. Um, and they're like okay. 45 minutes each. So it's okay. it's not, I watched it in one sitting. It was really, it was really good. As I said, after I was hungry, I was like, where where can I get some of this food? I'm just checking. Yeah, they sound like, it sounds like I saw, like Shara, I just watched the first episode and I was like, this looks like it needs like a food tour. Like we need to go, they need to create a tour of the places on this show. Because yes. I saw the mac and cheese. Now, I haven't even seen the episode yet. But I was like, that mac and cheese. I would travel right? to the mac and Man. cheese. They did an episode about the mac and cheese, like where it came from and how they ended up having, um, and mm. I, I didn't even know, like, you, they were like, yeah, black people invented the mac and cheese because X, Y, and Z, and then they showed you how they did it. And they went back to the, the oven, the type of oven that they did, which is obviously not really an oven. Um, it's just something that they make and put over the wood fire and they show you how they make it. And um, spoiler alert, they make mac and cheese by mixing milk and the, the, pasta with milk and water not just water and it, they were like oh it gives it I, i've never done that i was like okay milk and water it is yes girl mac and cheese with milk no i don't make i make a i make a roux i make a roux with um the milk but i don't oh. make i don't make i don't boil my pasta in oh. milk I've never oh, done they that. they boil it in milk. Never did. Okay, I've never done that either. Me. They boil the pasta. Not pouring milk in the in the in the pasta. Right, I do right. that. I make a roux. But no, they yeah. boil the pasta in milk. Oh, that's wow. real. So okay, they catch the cream, cream, like all the cream that comes up when you boil milk. I that guess be rich. <laughs> Very rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Mm -hmm. That so many like good things about that. I was like, oh, I'm telling you, they, they need a food tour for real. I know I need to try that too, for real. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to those episodes for sure. Yeah, that food tour, I immediately thought, mm. and the woman, again, the I only saw the first one, the woman that he interviewed, um, I think they were in Benin. 
and she was like the doing the first like episode. Some, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, okay, she knows her stuff. Like you could yeah, just she tell does. she just knew her food in and out, up and down. I said, okay, I like her. I like her. She definitely mm-hmm. does. Yeah, yep. and there there are lots of people that he interviews over the course of uh, the four episodes that really mm. know what they're talking about. I mean, they yeah. they are historian. I was like, yeah. hey, my child come talking about he's gonna be a food historian. I'm, but then if he cooks like that, I'm be like, All right. <laughs> okay, now I get it, I get it. <laughs> I love how this information is getting more widespread and available, and then I hopefully agree. will motivate people to kind of go out and because I know at least the woman in the first episode she's an author well known and established we can go get resources like I, I like it I love it yep yeah I think it's based on her book right that's what mm-hmm. it is. he was he said he was inspired yes mm-hmm. it is it is of the yeah. same name too I think yes mm-hmm. same name so Miss Carrie you want to go next or sure um what have I been doing so I have been writing and publishing publishing whole kind of books, man. Yes. So I've been reading. um, I tend to read nonfiction books. I love nonfiction because it just makes makes it more relatable. But I, um, my good friend, bought this book for me, and I finally got to read it. It's called The Vanishing Half. I think I've talked about it a little bit um, on on my social media things, but. It was so good. It it took me a while to get into it, I will say. But part of that is just being consumed by other things. Um, but once I got into it, it was like, I did not want to put the book down. It was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's such a telling book about these two twins who grow up and one goes off to make a whole complete separate life. And the other stays. And it's, it's just everything we live, right? As we get older, it's like, who would I become if I had made some other decisions? Mm. Like if I had decided to marry this person, if I had decided to live this other way, you know, all these questions kind of came up for me because the book is all about, we lose parts of ourselves in different ways over time, whether it's a physical path, like your sister, whether it's, you leave a town behind because you graduated and now you're moving on to the next city and you're never coming back to this place. You know, so it was, it was, it's so many levels to the book. I really, really enjoyed it. So nice. that's what I've been, been up to and enjoying lately. I would uh, certainly recommend it. I mean, again, I'm not a fiction person, but this was a book that I would actually love to see a movie made about. Cause I'm like, this is, is good. Nice. Mm-hmm. I haven't read that. I will just, put it on the list and add it to my pile because clearly I collect books and not read them because uh, <laughs> I hear good books and I run and buy them and then find the time ma'am take the time to read them um but no, that sounds actually excellent I saw it in the bookstore um the last time I was in there and caught my interest maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll revisit so, I know I don't read them. that sounds like something that I would read you would I feel like you would like it so it's coming by in a minute to come pick it up three minutes to jog over there <laughs> that's right three minutes to jog i feel like you like it it's a good read all right so maybe may i softly read it this 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 song, yeah. summer um okay so what did i bring um yeah so I brought a book as well. I'm, I'm extra like Misha because I wanted to mention two things. <laughs> she extra like, so if she extra this is, this is why we are friends, ma'am. This is why. Because like, I came with two things too. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I You're brought extra with an H. You're just <laughs> extra with an H. Extra. <laughs> I can't. I like this because it was a, an escape, not because it, it wasn't, it was impactful in that it gave me a breath. Um, I like fantasy novels, you know, so I am of the witches and warlocks and vampires. Like if I'm reading fiction, I'm reading fiction. You know, like I, I like when fiction is fictional, witches, vampires, Harry Potters and all the, the same. Well, I 
Can't see it. Oh, children, children of blood and bone. This is from oh, Ada Yemi. This is the I've first. Heard of this. I have the second one. Huh? I've heard of this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, she's where. a West African author. Um, it's very along the lines. It's like young adult, right? So it's very mm -hmm. along the line. If you're somebody who likes like light reads like that, it's very along the lines of the Harry Potters and the fantasy books of the world. I like those. Um and it's mm -hmm. it's a three part. The third one isn't out yet, but the second one is. I have the second one. I just haven't read, you know, read it. But it's fun. It's like young teens. It's 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 a fantasy book that's set in um clearly not a real place, but clearly Africa, so West Africa. It has a lot of the um references to you know African mm -hmm. and West African things. So it's cool to read something that's made up, but it's still aligns with kind of you know all right but yeah it's just a oh, fun sure. read, that's a and it's not scary. I don't do anything scary there's no duppy huh <laughs> that book that book is thick I remember seeing that book yeah but it's, you know the prince is I tell you you know it's not easy you know like it's 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 spacious okay. yeah, yeah. You know, like it's not it's not dense not <laughs> it's not dense so... it's fun they're on an adventure it's it's fun um <laughs> And you so, know what yeah, I'm gonna so this I recommend. I'm gonna read this one this summer. Huh? Do you like um Star Trek and that stuff? I I don't watch Star Trek, mm -hmm. but I love Star Wars. Okay. And Have I you, watched... you guys know I'm into Mandalorian and all that. Stuff. Yes. Have yeah. you watched mm -hmm. uh Lost in Space yet? No. Lost in Space is on Netflix. Normally I would not have watched it, but like I wouldn't even be remotely interested. I was trying to find um, a family movie for me and the kids to watch. And it was between Lost in Space and the next show. Um, and it's a series. And I was like, we're watching Lost in Space. And they were like, no, we don't want to watch that. And then we, uh, I, you know, because this is a dictatorship. This is not a democracy. <laughs> I <laughs> I decided we we're watching Lost in Space and we watched one episode and I was like, fine, now you can watch your episode. And they were like, no, I'm like, yep, now you're stuck. <laughs> so I went and I watched Lost in Space by myself and they couldn't watch it because they gave me a hard time about it. Um, it's, it's like so good. And I would have, I told you, I would have never, ever found it unless I was trying to find like um, mm, what, some kid friendly like, thing. Yes, but it's like, I think it would be right up your alley if you like stuff. It like might that. be. I do mm -hmm. like that stuff. And this one has a, a nice storyline. It's kind of like the different tribes or groups have lost their magic, but they lost it from like oppression. Um, oh. And these are these young kids. They're like going to, you know, on an adventure to find back the magic. And of course, you know, it has a lot of like moral underpinnings of like, you know, the adventure and building character. So it's, it's, it's nice. A nice um, book. And then I'm not even going to spend two seconds to talk about this one because everybody already know that I watched Bridgerton in like 24 hours. How did we not talk, and did we not talk about Bridgerton before? Now? I have to mention wow. it because I literally started watching it in the evening and watched the whole thing same way. Even though I started watching it one <laughs> evening, I was like up till 2 a.m. Have to finish it. Hilarious. I haven't yeah, seen this you said you watched half an episode. Did you watch half an episode, ma'am? Me? Yeah, no, I finished it. No, Carrie. I got into maybe ten minutes. Child, wow. I already knew. I was like, they got this black man up here about to slay the whole place. I'm like, I can't <laughs> slay the whole place, the entire place. Child, this was the pandemic. Done. I couldn't find nobody. I told y'all. She said, y'all not about to set me up. Nope. No. This is a setup of failure. What are we doing? Nope. Now that we are safely transitioning out the pandemic, I will revisit Bridgerton because I can now take Make some a phone call. action. <laughs> I cannot play myself like this. Don't play yourself. Oh my God! I have to tell you, there's some, there's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in that. I have to tell you. You gotta know your I've watched Bridgerton more than once, and some episodes more than once. But I'm saving it. No, I will watch it even a third time, and maybe a fourth. 
Um, yes. There, there, there are two particular episodes that I, I can see myself du- doubling up on, like doubling, up, like maybe doubling up on a few times. By double, you mean two times two? Yes. I sincerely hope people have watched Bridgerton. It's literally just a show that I recommend you watch and don't oh think too God. deep about it, okay? I don't want any feedback. I nope. don't want to hear nothing about reality. Just watch it and enjoy. <laughs> and <laughs> and even though what's-his-name isn't coming back, um, Reggie, know, even though Reggie isn't coming back, I am just like... Um, I'm still looking Reggie's forward. Back. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you mean? I, different, but you know who I thought about when I was watching it? First of all, I don't I think... told you about this. <laughs> Whoa, 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 Carrie. Pause, Carrie. What do no, you mean? You know what I'm going oh, to do for you? Some... Wait. It's bo- wait. So if you know what I'm going to do for you, I am going to create a voice note because I can't even I can't even create a news that okay, you're not going to read it. Um, I'm going to create a voice note of pop culture items and we're going to send it to you weekly so you can get updated. <laughs> this was everywhere, man. What do you mean? This, this, he like, everywhere. He like broke the internet when he told us he wasn't coming back and everybody we was like, so, so mad. They're like, how are we going to cope? Yes. How are we going to cope? <laughs> I mean, I know what? Because it's Miss Shonda. Miss Shonda Rhimes, and we know it's about to be good anyway. We're kind of like torn because it's like, yeah, we don't want to watch it without him, but we want to see what they said. Yeah. Wait, is it something that he did or she no, no. did? He no, he was never supposed. It, it was never supposed to be a recurring role. It's a based on a se- a book series, um, and so the book each book mm-hmm. is based on one of the kids, and so his time with his wife is done. Um, yeah. she. They actually um, tried to get him to come back to do um, some other pieces, but he didn't. He didn't want to wreck it more than what he said. I, you know, one, I don't want to wreck it. It doesn't make sense for you guys to like do this. Two, he doesn't want to be boxed in into this role. He wants to do other things. He's passionate about other things. He doesn't want to be. He ain't gonna get no better. Be like, come play a part. <laughs> your shot. This is your shot. You better like, like this is it. Movie. But I didn't believe him. I don't know. I thought it was a April Fool joke, man, because it came out on no, like no, April no, no. 2nd. I'm not talking about the announcement, Mish. I'm talking oh. about in the role. You didn't I believe him in the role? Him, you oh, know no, what no. I believe him in the role. I totally I believe, believe him. I'll tell you what. The role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you are a re- if you are a Regency romance reader, he fits mm-hmm. the bill to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Actually, no, okay. Like, like I was sold. I was sold. He's a little like yeah. he's like a little petite type of person. I'm like, huh. He's not fitting your bill. It sounds I'm like right. right. No, I he was is like, not. okay, he's man. Not. He is he is not your cup of tea. You're looking Maybe for like chamomile. And he's like Maybe mint. <laughs> no, he's not so hot. He like mint. Did I say she said I'm slim? He oh, like he's chamomile. Like spice. Oh, he's like chamomile, and she looking for spice. And she, she looking, looking for some <laughs> Earl Grey. Or I'm looking, looking for some Earl Grey with no, a beard. She looking Earl for coffee. Gray. She looking for coffee. Coffee. <laughs> okay. Coffee. Very Black, strong. no milk. Black, no yes. milk. <laughs> with a beard. With a beard. With a Just, beard. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure the coffee have a beard. <laughs> <laughs> throw a beard on it just throw it on there i'm done i'm done that's, that's you. my I, cup of tea there is a there is a scene <laughs> where he is in the tea the, the tea um what is that called like a, a a tea store i don't know what it's called they serve tea they serve like crumpets and teas and oh, okay and he's talking to her and he takes the spoon out of the teacup and he licks it. And they have that junk on like Instagram in like slow-mo, sped up, with music, without music, remix, turned back on it. And I found all of them. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Let's see how we about to scoop the sugar. Mish is on every version. Every, I wanna see all the versions. All of them. I'm gonna have to send y'all that that clip. I'm telling you. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you. He 
I'm telling you that he anyway, did a very good job with his role. Though. I thought he did an excellent job with his role. I I believed it. I believed every minute of it, from the from the hate to from the fake hate to the attraction to the love, like the whole thing. Yeah. Like, wow. And it's the attraction was definitely real. Kind of. It's supposed to be predictable in that way. Yeah, yeah I think so. We spent oh way too long on this show. You're fired. <laughs> Who told you to bring this junk up? Clearly, the appetizer was so good. Can you imagine what the entree is about to be? Oh my god! Well, <laughs> yeah. ladies, you know when you go, you know when you go to a place and you, you ask for appetizer, think it's gonna be a small thing. You already appetizer, you order your meat, and then you get the appetizer and can't even eat your food. Listen, Char. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to well, get. Well, I'm gonna need y'all to make room because <laughs> oh, um, so thank you, ladies, for sharing. Um, I think those are all excellent, excellent, excellent choices, and I think our listening friends, you might want to engage with these if you have not. Um, as you can see, they surely did our our bodies good. Yeah. Um, Very <laughs> Uh, like a spoon and a mustache and a beard <laughs> and a beard okay so Just ladies me. drum roll please <laughs> <laughs> i can't manage you to know that doll we have certainly saved the best summer recommendation for last um, i agree this is a part of the meal we yeah, encourage you not to miss no shame in our game. We are proud, proud, <laughs> proud, proud of the newest author in our midst. Yep. Please allow me to introduce Madame Authoress Carrie Ann Henry. Authoress. Uh, Authoress. Loud applause right here. I'm sure I can do yeah, that. Loud applause. Let's just add some sound, some sound effects. We should have had the sound effect. People clapping. Woo! <laughs> You clap for them. Yeah. If you're Jamaican, you get the Vuvuzela. That's oh, right. Don't make I laugh. No, sir. So, guys, our talented friend, she has authored um, and is sharing um, a comforting slice of deliciousness with her new book. It's called Seven Yummy Lessons About Living a Full Life. Yeah. And we are excited, as you can see, is an Um, Our glad bag truly is boss. Um, <laughs> And our joy for um, Carrie runneth over. Um, so before we get into it, I just want to tell you that the book is available in print and ebook. And um, as of June 20th, 2021, we will include the link to purchase with the podcast, of course, in the description. But also you can head on over to Carrie's Instagram. It's at iCandy, I-K-N-D-I. Or you can go to ours and check the link in the bio and yep. purchase please you will not regret it will um nice. but that said no spoilers today um hopefully something in the future but no we do want to talk to carrie a little bit <laughs> about the process and share a little bit of the the yumminess um from the book so a little spotlight on you for uh, a while um so carrie <laughs> Can you talk to us a little bit about your purpose or inspiration um, in writing this book? Oh, okay, guys. If you are watching, wine has entered the conversation. I, listen, I am just sitting back and I am listening, you know, like an audience member. So oh, I yeah, have to be we are prepared. all this is this is the first time we've really engaged. That's uh, right. So we're we're happy to we're 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 Where's all my here wine glass Listen, you want I mean, me to go grab you, you one? Because I one? got you. <laughs> I do have a rice crispy here. I do. <laughs> maybe that's maybe. No, okay. ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma that does not suffice. Anyway, I will listen and sip while you tell the world about because, you know, I got, I'm going to start salivating already. Just thinking about all the youngness. So. <laughs> I'm prepared. Keep going. I can't. I can't deal. Uh, thank you, ladies. Y'all are so kind. This is this is um this is a lot of fun. I appreciate you all just 
being who you are generally outside of this podcast, just really supportive friends. Um, why did I, my purpose in writing the book? It's a, so it's a short book. Um, and it's a book I feel like I have written in pieces over the last probably 10 years, honestly. Um, I remember in my, somewhere in my twenties, uh, I have a friend, her name is Amira. Some of you may know her, I don't know, maybe Shar. She used to be on Douglas. Um, but she said to me, you know, Carrie, you need to write, you need to put a notebook next to your bed. She was the first person that ever told me that. And I've always kept a journal, I, you know, write on and off, but she was very intentional. We had a conversation so long ago and she said, keep a notebook wherever you feel comfortable writing. If you dream about something and you wake up, write it down. You know, if you hang out in your bathroom and you write, keep a notebook in your bathroom. And so little pieces like that, and she probably doesn't even remember this conversation, but it was, it's pieces of info and insights like that, that have really just encouraged me in my writing. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I started more intentionally writing more often and sharing that with my little circle of friends on online. So all of those things, I think, built up this body of work to kind of be where it is. And I think generally I'm of the mind that I, you know, when I, when I get old and gray, one strand of hair and one tooth, <laughs> I wanna be able for real. Yeah, don't call that true. known on yourself, miss. One, Girl, two. Girl, we get your dentures. It'll be fine. Right. You will have all the oh, teeth. I got you Fair all enough. the teeth, ma'am. <laughs> we can't promise you the hair. Right. We can't promise we will figure it out. That is right. That is right. Just keep us around. We got you. We got you. <laughs> don't call that dumb for yourself. That would be evil. Oh no, sir. Yeah. Oh, you gonna eat the dumpling. No. Oh, you gonna eat the mommy. No, sir. I thought about this. I've been thinking about this thing. And I have certain foods. I told y'all I'm saving eggplant for when I have no teeth so that I can really appreciate the softness for what it is. Eggplant? Eggplant is I'm not even talking about that. Keep going. I just feel like I hope everybody's brain is in the right space. But anyway, carry on. But I say that to say, when I think about my life and I think about when I get older, I want to be able to say, you tried the thing. You tried the things that you were afraid to try. Because when I see older people who I admire, they've done things you're like, and it may not be things that they're like celebrities for. It could be small victories in their own life. But I feel like they live the life they wanted to live. They did the things that scared them. They did the things that other people were afraid to do and they made it happen type of thing. And I'm like, I wanna be that. Like that's who I wanna be when I'm older. And so this book is, is part of that. Um, yeah, so that's, and I also wanna share just my love of food. My mom is a dying cook. She's uh, right. Precisely. <laughs> you were brought up on the food. And so it's transcended. Yeah. Um, it's hard not to love food with a, with a mom who whose love is food, right? She's nurtured me um, and shown me love through food and how passionate she is about food. So I think all of that comes to together in this space. That's very beautiful, ma'am. Um, and um, just to plug, um, Carrie um, does uh, have a, a blog, and I, I hope I get the name right. It's Girl, Let Me Tell You, LinkedIn <laughs> bio. Uh, um, she does share a lot of um, really insightful pieces and really light pieces, fun stuff. Um, so check that out too. All right. So I didn't want to kill y'all with Beyonce, but I must say, when you were talking, <laughs> I know, guys, I am the Beyonce person, but you know, when she was talking, I thought about my song. You know the song that I love about I am here, I live, that's yep. done. Everything you know, because I of you, it. I play, my children even know the words to that song. <laughs> really? If it, okay, if it's one Beyonce song, song oh I'm going to with y'all. That song, that song will empower you to go out and jump off of a building thinking you can fly. No, seriously. That's correct. <laughs> seriously, well, you'd be like, I got this. I yeah, 
Yeah, I'm gonna leave my mark in this world, and it's this flying, and you just yes. yeah. okay. Wait, <laughs> yeah, um, not the flying, <laughs> but okay, not the flying, <laughs> not the flying. Um, so as you talked about the the ten years and the, the you know your experience um with the book, I actually want mm-hmm. to kind of jump around and ask you. What was the favorite, your favorite part of writing the book? But then I also want to know what's your favorite part of living the book. Mm. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's a good question. Oprah, mm-hmm. over here. Oh, you know, you took my word out of my mouth. I was like, okay, come on, Oprah. All right, okay, all right, okay. Oh my god! I see you. We're sober, guys. We're sober. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you. Oh, speak, speak for yourself. Okay, maybe. Um, <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, so I'll say that writing the book because it was kind of written in pieces, and then I went back and I flushed some things out. Um, my favorite part of writing it is when you write something like ten years ago. Like some of these stories are like literally ten-year-old stories. And when you go back and with fresh eyes, I kind of had the urge to like fix it. Like, I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. Like, I wouldn't see it like this anymore. Or man, I did that. That was kind of not, you know, immature or whatever, whatever judgmental thing, right? And I think in in trying to practice being truthful to who I am, I had to not fix anything. Like I went back and I rounded out certain stories because you kind of, right, you have to, it's an arc and you can't leave people in the middle of something. So I had to go back and round out those stories. But it forced me to not try to fix the truth, right? And I think that's, that's an interesting exercise. <laughs> because what, right, when you, I think this is true for anybody, when you go back and you look at things, even like my old journals and stuff, I'm like, they think this is me, this used to be me. Like, you don't want to bear that to the world. You don't want people to know this is how you were thinking or have thought, or these are the decisions you made or, right? Like all those things. But it's like, that's just, that's just what it is. Right. That's just what it is. So I think that's probably part of my favorite parts of, of writing the book is that practice of, okay, you know, they're not fixing the truth. Just, it just is. Right. Is. So favorite experiences in the book. Um, I have a lot of favorites. These, it's very, it's so it's a short book. They're, these are all like all my favorites. Favorite. All my favorite <laughs> experiences. And so one of my favorite travel experiences in the book is a conversation with someone I met while I was um, in Zanzibar and it's one of my favorite places. And it was one of those very, like you never, nobody could have told you to meet this person. You ever meet somebody and you're like, oh man, they are super interesting. Mm-hmm. And the way you meet them is like, wow, like so random. Mm-hmm. Those are some of my favorite experiences in the book. The unexpected ones. Yeah. Just like what happens when you just, when you go out and just live, you know, the things that come to you is just blissful and it's scary and it's, it's all the things at the same time. Yeah. So I hear that, ma'am. So given that, is there a particular audience you have in mind when you wrote the book or, um, who do you think it might appeal to or what mm-hmm. kind of things could people like, what's the intended mood of the book, what people might be able to get from it? Mm. This is a book for anyone looking for a yummy adventure. That's how I would describe it. I think that each chapter is its own little lesson, right? And my hope is that it triggers you, the reader, right? To think about your own experiences and makes you curious about new experiences. 
And that's going to look different, right, for everybody. Not everyone is interested in travel, but it may be that you're trying a new meetup group. Like some of the things I talk about is really creating experiences that are new, local, or however you feel comfortable, right? So I think the mood of the book is really to foster this idea that life is an adventure. And most of those adventures involve good food. <laughs> so if you can tap into those adventures and have some good food along the way, then I'm like, you're winning. Um, so I think that's, that's the mood of the book. Um, who is it for? People who are curious, really. If you're curious and you love a good adventure, this, this is the book. Like, it's the book. If you it's, eat. It's the teaser to your next thing, whatever that thing means for you. I feel like a book can be from, for everyone. And I depend on where you are in your life and your experience. It will mean something different to you. And you can always yeah. revisit and see where it lands next time around, right? Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. Are you nervous or any nerves or any um, anxiety about the release of? Um... Am I nervous? Um, I'm absolutely nervous. First of all, <laughs> let me just explain something to y'all. When I saw, so the pre-sale, uh, not pre-sale, but the printed oh, copy, yeah. was one of the yeah. first printed copies of the book. Book. <laughs> book. Real book. And when it came, I was like, now I knew in my mind it was a, you know it's a small book. I intended it to be a small book. I'm like, oh, what can I look a book this? Is this a book? <laughs> a book? Real, real life, real life. My girl, it's a moose bouche. It's the perfect bite. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Thank you. Karen. No, Thank you're you right. For it's anyone, just for, for anyone. Just for, for anyone. Anyone. Love this book. Okay. Yep. I agree. It's nice you. and sweet, short to the point. Listen, when your friends know you so well. <laughs> Just for you, Soph. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, for those, so I'm, you know, I, I'm thinking about those things and I'm like, oh man, but then I was like, you know, there's nothing that, I think part of creating things and sharing them with the world is that it's a practice in letting go. And when you share something with the world, that's exactly what it is. You put it out there and it's gonna land however it lands. Some people are gonna like it. Some people are gonna love it. Some people are like, what the heck is this girl? What you talking about? Yeah. And it's good either way. It's, in, in all those scenarios, it's all good. All those scenarios, you have written this book. You have shared <laughs> this experience that you have lived. So I right. feel like it is all good. Um, yes. It's all good. And I think ultimately it's right intended to be, again, I think a teaser for an adventure. So if you're looking at this book, like I could do that. I hope that's, I, 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 that's my hope for it, that it inspires you to do whatever the thing is that you have thought about doing and are like, no, I don't know if I could do it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah be okay with it being imperfect and so that's my hope it also it. gives you practical tools too not even just like it allows you to dream and obviously think about this food and not be able to eat it but it also gives you <laughs> i'm just telling you that's all i could think about but the practical tools um of it um i found to be really inspiring that's that's the part that because you know people can tell you about their adventures and you're like mm -hmm. wow that was amazing and you can probably even envision yourself doing it but not really beyond that but this gives you the I, I mean this this kind of lays it out and says you know this is how you should look at certain things etc so it it takes it a step further and even though you know we keep saying it's little I think as Shara says, it's enough. It's like you don't wanna, you don't wanna like overpower your palate. It's the, you don't want it to be too much. Um, so I think it's great, done, right? You don't want to force it or make anything yeah. more than it needs to be. So if it's yeah. if that's the end of that, then that's 
the cap on that and then yeah yeah yep. absolutely yep. all right we're gonna wrap up now um i i decided you know i took a little bit of leeway because it was our last episode i figured we could go and go a little bit longer mm. um but before i you know move on to our our dessert or our takeaways actually um just want to wrap up this segment saying congratulations to you miss perry and then, you know, just reiterate how proud we are of you. Um, of what all, oh, yes, cheers <laughs> to all you, um, all you've achieved and you will continue to achieve. Um, I know we all have pre ordered, um, and I'm now instructing everyone in the <laughs> hearing of my voice to do the same. So, um, absolutely. Bye, 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 bye. Exactly. Go first. Bye for your friends. Bye for everyone. I promise you it's. Buy one for your car, one for your house. <laughs> oh, I love that you had the audio version too. I was like, why didn't I realize that before I bought the paper version? Darn oh, no, the ebook. The ebook. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, child. And, well, and when you do that, Kerry, you should read it. That would be nice to hear that voice. I would yeah, love we'll the audio version. I'm just putting in. Maybe one day. One day, maybe one day, um, maybe <laughs> one day. <laughs> so I, I'm just gonna take a little bit of extra time, you know, since this is our last episode, um, and wrap up with some yummy dessert. Um, so yes. for our takeaway today, mm -hmm. I'm gonna actually ask you, ladies, to share what RPP episode um has been your favorite, um, and mm -hmm. tell us why. Um, so I'm going to start with Carrie because you're the only one I didn't pick on first. <laughs> Let's see. So favorite episode, this, this, so this was a long season. Um, it was, we're and I did not realize September. just how long, but yes, it was September. Yeah, it's been going since September. Yeah. So it's a lot to choose from. I think it's hard because, because there's so many episodes. Um, I really like the one we did about marriage. It was a two-part series where we had um, we had the guys on and it was such a rich conversation. I feel like all of these conversations are just really rich conversations. That one in particular though, I really appreciated because it was in collaboration with, with you know guys who we don't generally have on. So it was just a nice refreshing perspective. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. It was, it was a fun, it was a fun episode. It is, you know, serious. We talk about good stuff, but also there was fun being had. Um, I think that's probably my favorite episode. Although I love the mentoring episode too. That was a good one. Yeah, that's on my top two. <sighs> it's hard, but okay. I'll stick with those two. Well, you know, we love all of them, but still. Yes, I'm right. <laughs> I'm sitting here going, I don't think I can pick one. I, I know. Pick. But I will say, if I if I have to, if I really, really have to, and the only reason I'm going to choose this one is the one I've gotten the most feedback on <laughs> about myself, and it's the polyamory one. <laughs> Which one? Oh, that's funny. The, the, um, the on one yourself. we did monogamish. Oh, monogamish. <laughs> like that's your feedback. What? Yeah, I'm curious to know what kind of feedback. <laughs> Um, somehow I'll have to share off the air, but uh, <laughs> um, on your, you didn't even participate much. I mean, you did, but like not, it wasn't like overtly like participation. It wasn't like you were like, this is what I have to share and this X, Y, and Z. So uh, I'm curious to know. No, you know, people just, for one, they thought it was, they were very shocked <laughs> that I, that I participated in the conversation. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, really? It's the conversation. I'm not saying I'm living the life, but we all need to educate ourselves. And I this is exactly the what I did. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, um, but uh, I, I have to say it's the one that brought the most light. It's one I knew absolutely nothing about, mm. like zero. So if I yeah. have to pick one that I learned the most from, that it would mm -hmm. have to be that one um, that I learned the most from that really opened up my eyes to just, Mm. outside my box because you know yeah. I mean I'm gonna be honest and by now I'm sure the world must have realized it I, I kind of grew up in a box <laughs> you know my my mm. my exposure to real life was very limited 
Mm -hmm. um, especially when my dad left Jamaica, my mom really kept us in a box. We went to school, church, and home, and my cousin's yard next door. That was the extent of my life. So when I say things, people are like, what do you mean you don't know? What? And they look at me like I'm crazy, but I just I was just never exposed to a lot of things. And when I became an adult, I never had the interest to educate myself because I'm just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I already made a life and I like where I'm at. So I don't really care to know. So yeah. if I had to pick one, I, I guess that would be the one I would say truly shed some light that there's there's a whole world going on out there. <laughs> yeah, a whole, a whole, <laughs> whole world. Like it's going on. Done. And, and I people think, are living, and I'm in yeah. my box. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And I think, especially I, I did from a Caribbean thing. You said what? Yeah. I did appreciate it. I, I appreciate the knowledge. I appreciate just the, the just, just being there. Yeah. But I have to let people know, participating mm -hmm. in a conversation mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're living the life. Like you can't, you can't, you know, judge a person because they're saying something that you never expected them to say like we have to get out of that box we have to get out of that mindset you know it's this is 2021 <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, and i think that is just right i think if if we are being good to each other then that requires that we be able to listen to one another on a very like basic level like there's no judgment. There's just, right, listening to understand versus listening to respond or change their mind, right? Like, just listening. Um, I think that's- And listening don't even mean you agree, right? right. Listen don't mean you support. Right. But I feel like that's one of the issues that we have. We're not respectful of everyone's, yeah. um, who they are, you know? Like, I don't have to like the life that you're living. But it's your life. Yeah. I, I may not like it. I may not support it. But at the end of the day, it's your life. Right. So as long as you are, you know, like I, I have my new thing now is between you and the God that you serve. So if you and your God mm -hmm. is okay with your life, I mean, who am I to sit here in my stressing out myself, judging you when you're living your life? I don't know. I agree. Yeah, I think it's, a, I mean, I think it's presumptuous of people. Um, when they do that because none of us like so none of us we're not god and we're not in charge of people you know <laughs> we're on our journey and they're on their journey and just the way we we think highly and well of ourselves and our choices people are out there living their best lives right and this and the same respect that we deserve everyone else is due right and what they say the rain don't just fall upon me armisha it fall upon everybody right everyone is uh, blessings are available for everyone bad things happen to everyone and um i think having conversations indicate um a level of growth that's for me if you can have a conversation and listen to someone it, it really signifies growth and uh -huh. um, yeah, openness. I always wonder about people, if you can't even listen to them, how are you trying to talk to them, right? And this is just from the perspective of, I'm assuming it's people who would prefer, you know, that people live a certain way. So how are you gonna talk mm -hmm. to somebody if you can't even, how are you gonna have a conversation with someone if you cannot even sit and listen to them? If they're speaking mm -hmm. irritates you, that you have nothing to say to them. So, okay, keep on moving. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I agree with you um, on that point. And I, of course, I'm happy to take it to the next level. Yeah, I think it's presumptuous. And so call me on that. Um, <laughs> write me a note. <laughs> write me a note. <laughs> <laughs> write me a review on Google. So... Miss Misha Leisha. Um, I just wanted to uh, um, double down on that and remind people that this is a podcast with four distinct 
human beings that are living on four distinct paths that happen to connect with our friendship. So the topics that we bring are not topics that one person is sitting down and picking based on their life experiences. Um, so just because that may not, for example, just let's throw this example in just because that may not be a topic that Soph would have picked or maybe even wanted to have a conversation about, this is not a dictatorship. So it is not. That's um, only at Misha's house. That is correct. <laughs> Once you step in this door, <laughs> you agree to the terms of this dictatorship. <laughs> Outside of that, <laughs> this, this podcast is a way for us to interact in ways that we wouldn't normally or just to um, push ourselves beyond our normal. If you stick to, as I was explaining to my child today, if you do not push yourself, force yourself to be pushed, you will never grow. You'll just stay in the box. Who wants to stay in the box forever? That sounds terrible. Anyway, that rant is over. Moving on. So, just saying. Um, I started out this episode by telling you how extra I am. So I'm going to continue with my extraness <laughs> by offering up three episodes that are my favorite. Three. Ah, three. I not extra. Three. Nope. Three. Yes. For different reasons. So the first one is our Christmas Tings episode. And that's because oh I God. enjoy reminiscing about Jamaica. I enjoy talking about Jamaica. I enjoy bringing things up that remind me of my childhood because as I am now finding out, that is the safest place I've ever been is when, when I was a child. Um, and so it always brings me back to that place and I am in heaven. One. Two is when we have the Q&As with each other because we end up with conversations like this where I seem drunk, but I am not, where I'm just laughing for no apparent reason. <laughs> um, and just enjoying the company of my wonderful friends because they're amazing. And that's what always happens when we get together is just have conversations about things that sometimes you guys don't even see, but sometimes you do when we have these Q&A that we throw in every season. So that's two. My favorite guest probably is Dr. K because she like reinforced something. Dr. K in our episode about marriage um, and Carrie mentioned the marriage episode, but I mean, I'm not married, but it reinforced some things for me and it forced me to look at some things for myself outside of that. Um, and so it just gave me a new perspective on like relationships in general, just relationships with people, relationships with myself, being in a marriage, being outside of like uh, being divorced. It just um, did a lot of things for me that episode. So three episodes, that was quick, moving on. Um, we picked some, you picked some excellent ones. Um, you all did, um, definitely noteworthy. Um, and I think one of the things I've learned as we like do the podcast, it's like a different side of each of us that I'm getting to know. And it's so funny because I did not know this about Misha, but we are very kindred in, in terms of, I don't know how we approach things. I don't know. Okay, so I came with some examples. <laughs> I told you, I have told you already that you are my spirit animal because our type A person, it's just our personality. It's I'm a personality. Because I it came is. with groups of things. I have grouped them. I didn't pick an episode. I really did. And my, yes, and my favorite extra, type extra with an H. So I'm just extra. She is extra with an H. We I got always categories of episodes okay. that I like. And so right. we're listening. Let's go. So the first category, so funny, Misha said it. I like when we are Q and A and free balling. So it's like um the Christmas things, it's like the Q and A. It's any yep. of the episodes where we're just chatting. Being, it's the same yeah. vibe as this episode. It's, those are like my favorite ones. Um, so those are my all-time favorite episodes. Um, and then the other is just two categories. And then the other category is not my, <laughs> it's not a favorite, but it's the most surprising delight. How about that? Is Misha is a proponent of guests. 
I don't have the time nor energy to sign on um, or or engage with anything. Um, I did I I did end up helping, but this is Misha's thing about these guests. <laughs> The dictator type um, personality that I got time for that. So my most surprising delight is I really enjoy when we have guests on and we're able to talk with them. And I think it's because I'm not used to them. And so it's a yeah. new experience and it's like hearing different things and learn. And I, I, I must I must agree. I think it's an excellent thing. And I look forward to when we have guests because I just you know it's like I'm meeting a new person and then I'm hearing their perspective on some you know area that they have either experience or passion or whatever about and I think th those are um together you know my my next favorite like group because they, they, they're a surprising favorite like I never yeah. knew that um I would appreciate them so hmm. so that's we true. do appreciate um, all our guests who have, you know, taken time out um, to share with us, you know, um, not quite knowing. I'm pretty sure y'all didn't quite know what the heck y'all are saying yes to, but you have um, blessed us with your knowledge and um, also blessed the listeners and our, you know, yeah. like our listening friends, so. We appreciate all the guests that we had on this season. Yeah, this season I, we had a lot of guests on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think half of our episodes might have been guests. Yeah. Like the whole gamut, you know, Dr. K, yeah. um, Pastor D, yeah. Expert D, um, Roth, um, Ghoulie. Ghoulie. Or fourth trimester. Or yeah. excellent accounting friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, monogamish. Um, yeah. Is that it, Dr. Hamill? That was, um, yeah. we really, really, really do um, appreciate. And then, you know, in season one, we had Lassie. She's, she's, she's a dream. So hopefully we'll have her again too. Um, yep. And our mommies. Does our mommies count? They were live on. Can you imagine if they were live on? What? <laughs> Um, and our mommies, um, we'll do it again. Maybe we'll bring them live. Oh, <laughs> God. Up in here. Um, oh. And so, yeah, it's been a great do, season. Yes, lots of gratitude um, um, and lots of gratitude for um, you, our listeners. You know, um, we're very grateful for all of you who join us each time. And we welcome you, even though the season has ended, we welcome you to stay in touch um talk to us tell us what you would like to hear next season um yep. share your content if you're creating content with us we'd like to see and interact with you as well um we are affirming a wonderful and safe and energizing summer for yep. us all and we look forward to seeing you on the interwebs in the meantime and then we'll see you <laughs> um, in season in three on the other side so one love and all the best from your ladies at RPP. Catch you next yes. season. Bye, y'all. Have Bye. a good summer. Enjoy. Go hike and see the world. And live your best life. Live yes. your best life. Corona done, people. You're not sick. Corona done. Yeah. Corona. Apparently. Apparently. Can't go outside. All right. Outside open, open for business. The streets open. are calling. You see, you see oh, that one? The, the streets are calling my name. Calling my name. The streets are calling the streets. I'm going to the streets. To the streets. <laughs>